Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. These reports that are out there, I began with uh, reports about your Senate colleague Kelly Leffler, some of her stock dealings. I uh, have now expanded to include some others, Feinstein in California, and you. And then I will sum up the the implication uh, here, and you can address it uh, to the extent that you care to. Uh, what we are being led to understand is that you folks, as U.S. senators, had some briefings as this coronavirus situation was beginning to escalate. You got some briefings. You processed what you heard. You went out and dumped a bunch of stock, made a bunch of money on what would amount to insider trading. Uh, that's the implication. Now, you tell me your side of the story. Well, in my case, I can't speak to anybody else's case, but that's absolutely not the case. Uh, I didn't even go to the hearing or the briefing that they're talking about. But what uh, the transactions that uh, I think they're referring to, I haven't even looked this morning yet, um, are routine and consistent. I, I don't do this myself. I have outside professionals that manage my uh, investments, and this is just consistent with everything we've been doing for five years here. We comply with the rules. Uh, we have federal laws about insider trading. Uh, there's none of that here in my case, and certainly I comply with the rules with regard to whatever information we have here on uh, coronavirus. But these outside people have been doing this for me for five years. We file this report, Tim, every month. Uh, every transaction they do is uh, public information. So this is the, there's nothing new here. And if you look at the trend over five years, you'll see that whatever has been done, I don't even know, I haven't looked, whatever's done this year, uh, will be very consistent with what's been done in the past. Well, as a matter of fact, and I'm reading this in the AJC just now, speaks to you specifically, Purdue, in nearly 100 transactions bought and sold in equal amounts. Well, you're, you're buying as much as you were selling, or so the AJC reports this morning. Well, Tim, that's my point. I mean, that's what these professionals do. Yeah, I don't have time to sit around and make decisions on 100 transactions uh, in the last couple months. So this is why, if you go back and look, that's consistent with what we've been doing pretty much every month since I've been here. Uh, they actively trade. I don't deal with it on a day-to-day -day basis, and that's why I have these outside professionals doing it. Uh, my focus right now is on this coronavirus uh, crisis we've got in Georgia and trying to make sure that these companies survive the next few months to keep these jobs that we've created over the last three years intact. All right, Senator David Perdue, uh, and we'll get to that now. Uh, the, the coronavirus conversation, did you bring a, a perspective here that maybe a lot of folks in the Senate won't be able to. Uh, you spent time in China. You lived in China. This started in China, whether it was something intentional, accidental, biological, manufactured, all of that stuff yet to be determined. But the fact that you spent the time that you did in China, you have a perspective that maybe some of the rest of us don't have. What can you tell us? Well, a couple of things. Italy and China both, their average age is much, um, they're much older than we are. Uh, also in China, uh, they're coming out of it now relative to uh, – now, that doesn't mean we stop being diligent here, uh, diligent here but uh, what they are doing, it took about six or eight weeks in China for this thing to get to its maximum number, if you can believe the numbers. And then what they've done is they've gone back to work now after a couple months. They've gone back to work, and the pipeline of, of uh, manufactured goods and all that is being filled again. I think the realization here is that we need to do some things and learn from other countries, Tim, and thanks for the question – South Korea tests a lot more extensively than we do, and we're trying to gin that up right now to test the population much more broadly. 
Second, I think we need to look at how we isolate people differently. The people most at risk need to be isolated in the most severe uh, way and protected, and we can do that. And there are a lot of people who will be coming out of the virus who've already had it and gotten well. That's by far the majority. They can go back to work, so we need to get people going back to work, which is what China is doing. The next thing is I really believe that we need to have a Manhattan Project-type effort to get a vaccine. Look, we do it for other viruses. This is just another virus. All we have to do is get a, uh, get a Manhattan Project intense uh, effort, break through whatever regulations are there, break through whatever financial restrictions and risks that are there, and uh, help these companies partner with each other to get a solution. Uh, the, and then next, I think the, the bill we're working on this weekend is the third bill in the last few weeks that is intended to bring some relief. What we're trying to do is help small and mid-sized businesses and strategic businesses survive the next few months. I mean, this, we don't want a liquidity crisis, Tim, to turn into an insolvency uh, problem and, and start having these companies file bankruptcies on us. Uh, it sounds like we're relearning or revisiting some of the issues on that score that we dealt with in 2008. Uh, you, you mentioned liquidity concerns with some of the bigger companies here, the too big to fail business. But you're also focusing now, or I'm led to understand, on the smaller businesses, as you just pointed out, and individuals. Let's talk about that for a moment. This idea that I'm going to get a $1,200 check simply because I can fog a mirror, that would be, I suppose, something that you would oppose in normal circumstances uh, and for obvious reasons. But what about now? You know, Tim, I oppose it now. I, I, we did it in a way it didn't do any good. Um, and, and the better way to do this is to provide aid for the, for the employer and the job. Now, if you're unemployed already, that's different. The unemployment insurance has been beefed up. We've already done that. Uh, we're helping state health organizations. But this idea that we're just going to parachute money in, they call it helicopter money, if you can believe that, it's very temporary. Uh, it, it, we, they did it in a way to try to stimulate the economy. We don't need that. We got, we got an economy that was just blowing and going prior to this uh, crisis with uh, coronavirus. So what we need is stabilization. We need these companies stabilized. That's where my focus is, to keep these people employed. Uh, I don't want the roles of unemployment to explode unnecessarily if we can keep them employed, even if they're furloughed for a few weeks. We can get through this, but that's where my focus is. I want to circle back to China quickly because you used a phrase that I think is important here. In discussing some of the data, some of what we're being told coming out of China, no new cases, that kind of thing, manufacturing starting to ramp up again, you had a caveat you employed there, if we believe the numbers. Uh, your perspective better than mine. I'm inclined to be dubious about data I get from China. Well, you should be, and, and I'm, I, when I meant that by that is the aggregate number, um, you know, the total number of cases over there we might question, but it's the trend that I look at. And if it's inaccurate today, it was probably inaccurate a month ago in the same manner. So I can relate those two uh, relative numbers in a reasonable manner and, and draw a conclusion from that. And the conclusion is that the curve goes up and levels off. Now, Italy is, is we're seeing a more severe, as a percentage, a more severe run-up, because their average age is 15 years older than ours. I mean, and, and they didn't isolate travel, uh, limit travel, and isolate to early cases like we did in the U.S. President Trump got out in front of this early, thank God, in limited travel. We, we sequestered people who were at risk, and we tried to protect the public as much as possible. I know these are draconian uh, efforts that we're making right now, but I believe they're warranted relative to 
uh, the opportunity we have to get through this over the next few months. Uh, Senator David Perdue, about a minute left here as we continue a coronavirus conversation. You mentioned uh, fast-tracking some things through the FDA. I'm reminded a quote perhaps you've heard, uh, the theologian, the thinker G.K. Chesterton a century or so ago. One of my favorite quotes, when you encounter a fence, always ask why it was there before you tear it down. Some of these regulations are in place. I would hope all of them are in place for a reason. Are we going to run the risk of getting in too big a hurry to fast-track some of this medication? No, that's a great call out, Tim. I appreciate it. And, and certainly it's a valid concern. What I'm talking about is there are generally four phases to bring a vaccine to market. And most commercial entities are, are you know, are profit oriented. So they don't, they don't start the manufacturing of the vaccine until they actually get it approved. What we can do is take the financial risk, because it's not that much money, of producing enough vaccine, 200 million doses or 300 million doses, go ahead and start producing it at some point where we think the efficacy of the vaccine has a high probability of being approved, we can take that risk off the commercial parts of our um, um, businesses. And then the other thing is there are antitrust laws on that. We need cooperation right now in a Manhattan Project-type effort to get there without violating any of the protections we have built in to protect the public against uh, you know improper drugs getting to the public. Right, Senator David Perdue, we'll leave it there. Thanks so much for your time this morning. Stay well. You too, Tim. Thanks. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.